March 4th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined, as always, by our Tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Paul, great to talk to you again. A uh, lot going on out in Arizona uh, as we, we move into sort of the second half of, of spring training, Cactus League play. Uh, the latest on Terry Francona, who's actually not going to be with the Indians today when they travel to uh, Salt River Fields to, to take on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, uh, today uh, the Indians said, uh, you know, they're giving Fr- Terry uh, Francona a day off. He's under the weather. He's been kind of run down the last three or four days. Um, so they decided the medical staff and, uh, you know, Chris Antonetti in the front office uh, advised him just to take the day off. Uh, Sandy Alomar is going to manage the club. And, uh Right now, it, it looks like it's just a kind of a temporary thing, probably a one-day thing, but uh, we'll see, you know. And, you know, Tito's had, uh, you know, issues in the past. He's had, you know, hip replacement surgery. He's had the, uh, the heart catheterization uh, back in 2017, uh, causing him to miss some time. Uh, but he's always come back. He's always come back, you know, pretty fresh. And at the beginning of this spring training, he, he talked about, you know, feeling, you know, energized and feeling pretty good, uh, you know, in, as far as health-wise and personally. Uh, so this kind of comes as a little bit of a surprise, although with all the talk about, you know, viruses and all sorts of stuff bouncing around uh, all over the place, it, it, it really shouldn't come as a surprise to, to people that, that somebody might might catch something that's a 24-hour thing and, and be down for a little bit. Yeah, it's, you know, and uh, those guys work crazy hours in spring training. You know, they're there at 4 a.m. and you know, four in the morning, they, they work until, you know, late in the afternoon. It's, uh, you know, kind of a total reversal of the, the, the usual baseball routine. And I think probably, you know, not having uh, Brad Mills there, you know, Brad Mills is still at home with uh, following the death of his grandson. I think, you know, that adds a little probably, you know, I think that's probably weighed on Tito. They're, they're so close. And it's also you know, they've uh, put some extra work on that staff because, you know, Mills really runs spring training. That's his, uh, that's his, uh, guy, that's his, you know, forte. Right. And, and we're about a month and a half away from Tito's 61st birthday. So, you know, he's, he's, he's not actually getting any younger. Uh, I don't know if any of us know anything about that. Uh, right, Paul? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're not kidding. I just turned 69 yesterday. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, uh, uh, happy birthday. I'm not going to sing to you on the podcast, but uh, I appreciate uh, that. There we go. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's move into a little more positive news here uh, for the Indians yesterday. Carlos Carrasco, he throws a couple of innings against the Angels. Uh, looked pretty good in the first inning. Uh, actually, got he got Mike Trout out. He you know he looked looked pretty solid, and then the second inning scuffled a bit, gave up. Uh, Give up a run. Uh, you know, what did you see out of Carlos, and 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 what what can we expect as we as we move forward now? Especially considering he, you know, he missed a couple of weeks here of spring training with the the hip flexor injury. Yeah, I thought he started well, like you said, Joe, and he's uh, you know facing their you know pretty much their A lineup. Uh, got Trout and Upton out in on ground balls in the first inning. You know, an error by uh, Oscar Mercado didn't help him in the uh, in the second inning. Gave up, you know, three hits. Uh, kept the ball in the park in, on a windy day. So I think, you know, that's a good start. We'll see uh, how he goes from there. But, uh, you know, I was impressed that he went two innings right out of the chute. Because, uh, you know, we, Shane Bieber in his first start only went one inning. So 
know, that's a good sign, I think. And, and he was happy after, after the game by reading his comments. He, he felt good, and I think everything's positive. And the Indians are, are getting another one of their starters who was uh, slowed by injury, Aaron Savali, uh, who, who had a groin issue early in camp, uh, finally making his first start of the spring uh, today. What uh, what can we expect out of Savali? Uh, I'm going to assume they're going to you know sort of keep a tight tight leash and you know, keep an eye on him. But uh, you know this is a kid who is is sort of being looked at now as you know your your fourth or your fifth starter right now. Yeah, I think you know they'll they'll probably let uh, Savali. They they hope he goes at least two innings. Two innings, you know that's usually what what a pitcher does in spring training in his first start. Uh, you know, he came, he had the groin problem. So I'm sure, you know, they, they wouldn't let him back out in the mound if they thought he was going to, you know, re-injure that. Uh, he's done some work. He's thrown live BP, you know, a couple sessions, you know, since coming back from the injury. So I think he'll be fine. And, yeah, you're right, Joe. I think he's uh, he's vital to this rotation, especially, you know, with Clevenger down. And uh, you, you need some, you know, he has – He's got a shot to be in the opening day rotation. I think he, he, him and Carrasco probably aren't going to be stretched out, you know, up to 85, 100 pitches by the time uh, they break camp. But uh, I think they'll be close to that, and uh, they should have enough bullpen help to uh, help them get through their first couple starts of the regular season. Well, and, and help might be, uh, you know, on the way sooner than I think anybody expected with Mike Clevenger. Uh, Clevenger, of course, had the knee surgery uh, around Valentine's Day, uh, and he's already uh, back on the mound, going through some some you know dry routines without a ball, uh, sort of working on his landing and his footwork. But he was throwing uh, on flat ground, and, and I, he had progressed past throwing weighted balls, you know, rather quickly. Uh, these these are all good signs for Mike Clevenger. As long as you get Clevenger back at at a hundred percent you know, and he's not favoring anything because of the knee, but, uh, you know, Mike Clevenger looks like he's, you know, mending pretty quickly. Yeah. Mike Clevenger is like, uh, you know, he's like a superhero, you know, the one of those guys that gets shot and he just like the Wolverine, you know, he's like, oh. you know, he gets, he gets shot and the, the, the wound automatically heals. It's unbelievable. Paul, Paul, I, I, th- this is a great moment. Paul pulling out the Marvel comics, uh, superhero reference. Wolverine. I, I, I'm, <laughs> incredibly impressed with you Paul that's amazing yes Wolverine is like he's a level one mutant because he can he can regenerate that's that's great we're gonna we're gonna start calling Clevenger Wolverine this is sweet I mean the guy's already throwing what he's playing long toss at 100 feet Mm -hmm. it's crazy I mean he just had surgery two weeks ago yeah I just hope you know and I always say this I said this last year when he hurt his shoulder that you know he doesn't do anything crazy you know Mm -hmm. like he doesn't you know, there's no rush here, you know, and, and just get back. If you're back by the end of, if you're back in the, in the middle of May, it's okay. You know, just make sure you're healthy when you get back. Well, one, uh, one pitcher that the Indians haven't had to sort of worry about at all. They, they've just sort of thrown him out there and let him go since the beginning of camp and, and things have, have been, you know, sort of on course and looking good. Uh, Shane Bieber looks better and better every time he goes out there and, and he's looking sort of like they're positioning him for for what we're, we're sort of all expecting, uh, you know, some sort of announcement coming up soon. Oh, yeah. I, I would think he's going to be the opening day starter, Joe. I mean, with, uh, you know, Carrasco getting the slow start, 
and, uh, you know, uh, Clevenger hurt. You know, I think it falls on Bieber. And I think he probably deserved it anyways. Maybe you give a sentimental favorite, you know, with, with uh, Carrasco, you know, being kind of the veteran now with Bauer and, and, and uh, Kluber gone. But, uh, you know, I think, Bob, to me, Bieber earned it with his, with his season last year. I mean, fourth in the Cy Young voting, pitched a ton of innings, ton of strikeouts. And, you know, he's looked good this spring. So I think he's the guy to, to open the season, what, March 26 against the Tigers. Right, yeah. I, I think uh, if you take away all the other sentiment and all the other sort of seniority or anything like that with that, that Clevenger would have over him, I mean, if you made everything else a level playing field, I think Bieber would probably be the guy that, that at least I would pick out of those three to start. Even if, if all three were healthy and ready to go, I'd pick Bieber to start. If, if all things were, everything else were being equal, like I said, no, no sentimentality, no, uh, no seniority or anything like that. Uh, but that being said, that that has fallen to him right now, uh, March twenty sixth. I think he's going to be, you know, he, he, he's. He's in a perfect spot right now. Just I think the space between his ears is perfect for him starting this this game for for the Indians on the twenty sixth. Oh, no doubt about that. I mean, he's he looks you know really totally relaxed. I think he's kind of knows he belongs in the big leagues now. I know I know he came to camp. You know, I still got to prove that I belong here. But I think you you know you kind of get that feeling after a couple. You know, he had the great half season two years ago. Then he put the really great, great season together last year. I think he belongs. And I think he's proven that, you know, he can be a, kind of the lead dog starter on his staff now. All right. Well, uh, we talked about that, that start on uh, March 26th, opening day, big day in Cleveland. Uh, of, of course, uh, a big day for all of us. The, uh, the talking tribe opening day breakfast uh, is going to take place that morning. 7.30 to 9.30 at the Music Box Supper Club. Uh, tickets are available still online here on cleveland.com. Uh, you can sign up. They're, they're going quick. We're, uh, we're expecting about 250 people there. Should be the biggest and best we've ever had this breakfast uh, before. Uh, it's going to feature uh, you, Paul, Terry Pluto, Doug Maurice, myself on a, on a panel talking with Mike McIntyre. Uh, lots of fun games and prizes. Uh, we, we see a lot of the same regular faces and, and, and folks there every year. Uh, it's a nice way to kick off opening day. Uh, what are you looking forward to most uh, at the, the opening day breakfast? Yeah, it, it's a, like you said, Joe, it, it's a great time. I think people really enjoy it. And it's going to be in a new location. You know, that's, that's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, usually our, the crowds were what, like 25, 50 people or 75 people. Now it sounds like uh, we're, get, we're in a bigger room. And uh, it's going to be fun. I think we'll have a chance to interact with more people. And it's a great day, you know, opening day. Kick it off with the opening day breakfast. Hear some stories. Talk about the team. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just a, a lot of fun. And uh, I think the people that come back year after year really enjoy it. Yeah, it sort of sends us to the ballpark that morning or that afternoon with uh, a big smile on our face to, to sort of kick off the season that way. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, l- let's get back into uh, just talking about what we've seen in our observations of training camp so far. Uh, there've been uh, there's been a lot of opportunity, especially over the last weekend when the Indians played uh, two split squad games uh, on Saturday and two on Sunday. Uh, 
they burned up a lot of their uh, their major league camp pitchers in those two games. So Monday they had to have you know six basically minor league guys come out and and throw uh, throw that game on on Monday. Uh, who are some of the young players that you've seen so far in camp or you've heard about uh, in camp so far that have, have made an impression that have helped themselves actually in this camp uh, as, as things have gone on the, the, so far the first half? You know, that's a, that's a great question, Joe. You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Bobby Bradley, you know, not, not a young player, not, certainly not a, you know, an unknown player to uh, Indians fans, but it's a guy that, you know, has really finally kind of found the right formula uh, to have a good spring training. You know, just two years ago, he came in too skinny, kind of lost his power, lost about 30 pounds over the winter. And, you know, he just, it just, you know, you just didn't feel right. Uh, last year, he came in heavy, 250, a little more, and got hurt. And, you know, th- that didn't work out in this this spring, you know, he, he committed himself a little more uh, to conditioning. He stayed in Goodyear for most of the winter. And he's come out swinging the bat well. Yeah, he has uh, a couple of mammoth home runs uh, that he's hit uh, so far. And that's always there for uh, for Bobby Bradley. But we've also seen him, you know, make an effort to, to, be, to be right in the field as well. I think that's the one thing that, that Tito always brings up when he, he talks about Bobby Bradley is not just the, the, um, you know, having that confidence that you, you belong out there and whatnot, but, but also being prepared and being focused pitch to pitch. It, it looks more like he's, he's doing sort of that uh, defensively and that's going to help him whether it's with the Indians or with, with another club uh, as, as part of a, uh, a trade package because that's a possibility with, with him, the way he's been blocked the last several years here at, at the major league level. Yeah. He's, a, he's in uh, the Jesus Aguilar uh, kind of, you know, bubble right now. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's at triple A, he's hitting home runs at triple A, he's doing everything he can at triple A, but the big league club, there's not an opening. So hopefully, you know, he doesn't get frustrated with that. He learns how to, he deals with that. Excuse me, and goes down and uh, you know just rakes again and, and forces his way into the into the big league club. Maybe there's an opportunity there, or you're right. There's 29 other clubs always watching. Right, uh, another guy who's on the 40 man roster uh, and has has really sort of stepped in and, and performed very well. John uh, Carlos Mejia, uh, he started that game on Monday. Uh, and you know, through two solid innings, uh, he's he's looked really good every time he's gone out there and taken the mound. Uh, this is a guy, I believe, he went to the uh, the fall league as well. You know, pitched there, uh, did very well. Uh, you know, what is there a, a place for him? I I guess you know, developing that that starting pitching depth and, and keeping him you know stretched out and ready to go if they ever you know need an emergency arm will be one thing that they could do with uh, with Mejia. Yeah, he's and he's like a classic uh, starting pitcher, Joe. I think he's six five, two fit, two forty. Got the great body. He didn't pitch much last year. He had a core injury that required surgery, but they've liked him for a while. Throws hard, uh, so yeah, yeah. I think you know it, it'll be interesting to see where he fits this year. Where will he pitch at what level? 
you know, maybe double A, maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's at triple A, but uh, you know, definitely a guy to look for. And another guy that pitched in that, in that game against Texas, I didn't even know, I didn't even know this guy's name, Juan Moda. Mm-hmm. And he, he hits a hundred miles an hour in the seventh inning on the scoreboard. And I checked with, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of the Indians and they said, yeah, that's legit. And that's another big body too. It's a yeah. big, big guy, hard throwing Randy, uh, young kid, 23 years old, I believe. And, and he's throwing, you know, triple digits out there. He, he's, he's sort of one that, that might need to develop a little bit more, but boy, with the way that the, uh, the bullpen has been, it sort of looks like it's trending now with the, you know, these, these big six foot plus, you know, hard throwing right handers. Uh, he sort of fits the bill as, as a depth piece for that kind of thing too. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, they said they say throws ninety seven consistently. He was kind of at, at Lake County and Lynchburg last year. Mm-hmm. You know, was a starter, twenty three starts, I think. So that's encouraging. You know, those those are the kind of guys. You, you, you know, like I remember what what Mark Shapiro used to say. You you can't just have one prospect. You have to have waves of prospects. And right now, you know, maybe he's part of the wave. You know, that I don't know when it's going to hit shore and and uh, uh, you know progressive field, but. You know, it's encouraging to see arms like that. Right. And, uh, you know, worth mentioning just to throw out there for, uh, for the, the local folks and the, the guys who, who remember uh, Mitch Longo as a, a, uh, a player in uh, – he actually played high school football in, in Northeast Ohio. I covered him back in 2014. But uh, he's, uh, he's looked really good out there uh, when he's gotten the opportunity to play. He's appeared in eight games. Uh, he's got what he's hitting 400 with, a uh, 1100 OPS, uh, you know, a couple of doubles, uh, RBI, you know, he's, he's had opportunities to get in there late in games and he, you know, he's, he's sort of held his own. Yeah. He swung the bat. Well, he's, he's played, I've seen him in right field and, and center field. Um, interesting guy. When I was out in Goodyear, I talked to him, nice guy, uh, you know, Grew up an Indians fan, obviously, and uh, so we wish him all the best. He had kind of hurt his back last year, uh, weightlifting uh, during the season. That kind of, you know, restricted him a little bit, but uh, I think he's full go, and he's having the time of his life right now. Yeah, he's an OU kid, too, so he can't go wrong with Bobcats, right? That's right, man. You know, the, the one guy, I, 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 he's starting today uh, – uh, against uh, Arizona, that we haven't seen much is Daniel Johnson. Uh huh. And it, yeah, and, and that's the, the, I was I was gonna I was gonna ask about you know guys who have maybe you know s- sort of taken a step back in terms of uh, spring training, and and Johnson would sort of fit that mold. It's, it's sort of a disappointing spring training from a guy who had such a monster season last year, uh, Daniel Johnson, and you know we were expecting maybe maybe he comes in and lights the world on fire and and you know, does something in that outfield race, but uh, just sort of from the beginning, he's been hobbled by a, an ankle injury. And, and once that happened, he was, he was sort of out of the conversation in that, that 10 man outfield. Yeah. So maybe, you know, he, he gets his start today. He's played, you know, he's played some defense, you know, in, in the, the games lately, come in late, a couple, couple at bats, but you know, this, I, you know, I'm really anxious to see if he, uh, you know, can kind of just find a groove here and finish strong and, finish the camp strong and, you know, just 
go into his minor league season or wherever that is, uh, you know, with, on, on a good note. It'll be right. fun to watch. Another guy who, who you know, might have been struggling a little bit, uh, Yu Chang, uh, had a couple of errors, uh, looked, looked really sort of lost out there yesterday uh, in terms of playing shortstop uh, against the Angels. Yeah, I mean, they made five errors. <laughs> so what, he had a lot of company out there. They threw, a, you know, it was one of those ugly spring training games. Lots of walks, lots of wild pitches. And uh, Yu Chang uh, did not help himself at shortstop there. And I, I know it's, you know, infields are hard. It's, you know, you, you still, you know, the games don't count. But, you know, to those guys, they do. You know, you've got you've to play well defensively. And I don't know if he's – they still consider him a shortstop or do they – is he, a, you know, a utility guy? I think he's competing for a utility job. But – right. You know, Francona's on record as saying, if you're going to be the utility guy, you got to play shortstop. You got to so, play shortstop. That's his deal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe it was just a bad day. So we'll see. I'm, he's gotten a lot of chances. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, he'll, he'll get some more games in and, and have some more reps out there. Well, yeah. Being on the 40 man roster kind of helps him. He kind of knows he's going to get, uh, you know, at least some consistent at bats and, and chances to go out there. Uh, lastly, uh, you know, Tristan McKenzie, we, we mentioned, uh, before he's, he's sort of been the forgotten man in this, uh, in terms of the pitching, uh, in, in camp so far, they've, they've held him back and they, they continue to hold him back. And it doesn't look like Tito was, was willing to commit to any sort of, uh, you know, path forward for him to get on the mound in a, in a major league, uh, exhibition game yet. Yeah. I, I think, you know, after, you know, him missing a year and a half, missing all the last year you know they've got him like uh what do you say bubble wrap they've got him wrapped in <laughs> bubble wrap i know that was one of your lines so i think that's what i think that's what they got him right now joe and i i would not be surprised if this guy doesn't pitch until he gets sent down you know sent to minor league camp and and pitches some you know you know some minor league games to get ready for his minor league season i think they just wanted to see him have him throw some bullpens, live BP, maybe throws, you know, a minor league game, you know, to when uh, some other pitchers they need to get work is, is are pitching. But I don't think they're going to push him. I think they want to make sure he gets through camp healthy and is ready for, you know, his minor league season, wherever that may be. Right. And and remember, with all the, the injuries that he suffered, he he's never pitched above double A. So – I would expect him to start the season there if if he breaks yeah. camp and, and heads east. So that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The other big news uh, in Major League Baseball today: Christian uh, Yelich, uh, close to an agreement that's going to keep him in Milwaukee uh, with the Brewers. Uh, we've heard two hundred fifteen million for an extension that would cover him out to, to age thirty six. So we're talking about what you know, five, six, seven, eight years, something along, yeah, along those I think, lines. Uh, maybe I don't know if they're counting the same. You know, he's, he's signed for two more years, right? Under his yeah. old contract with Miami. Now, I guess that's, combined with that, you know, that's a nine-year deal, like you know, over two hundred, two hundred fifteen million. Right, and obviously the first thing that's going to pop into uh, you know any Indians fan's mind is, well, you know, why can't something like this happen? Uh, with with Francisco Lindor because they've they've still got a, a year of control over him, uh, you know why does why does the the Yelich deal sort of not 
signal positive things for the the Indians in terms of Lindor. It's just just not the same, you know, kind of player, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's apples and oranges kind of thing. You know, you're talking about Lindor playing a, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Yelich. Yelich is a great player. Mm-hmm. I mean, MVP two years ago could have been the MVP that last year if he didn't, you know, break his kneecap late. And uh, so, I mean, but but he's an outfielder. He's not a, like a center fielder. And and, and uh, so and you've got Lindor playing shortstop at 26. Yelich is 28. I don't know if that, you know, I think, I, you know, I think that plays into it now. You know, I would, what, what was the, I think uh, Alex, Alex Rodriguez had the biggest uh, deal for a shortstop, right? Like 250 million. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This Yelich, the total is like, they said it's reportedly about 215 million. Something in, the, in, in that range. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't, doesn't Lindor have to make more than, than A-Rod? I, I think, Lindor's got to make, you know, a, an average annual it ha- has to be in the high thirties, yeah, at least, you know, and and if if Yelich were coming on the scene as a free agent next year, you might be talking about at at age twenty eight, you might be talking about, uh, you know, thirty eight, thirty nine million, somewhere in that range for for an extension for him, uh. He's a top three uh, offensive war leader in the in all of baseball over the last two seasons. Since he went to Milwaukee, he's fourteen point seven WAR offensive WAR, uh, and that's only behind Mike Trout and Alex Bregman in all of baseball over the last two seasons. Uh, he's led the NL in OPS plus back to back years, uh, and you know his his slugging percentage is you know six thirty one. He loves playing in that park, yeah. and he's the perfect fit for them. But I think that this deal is sort of unique to Milwaukee. Uh, and, and you can't look at them and, and say, well, if Milwaukee can afford him, why can't Cleveland? It's just not the same. The, the yeah, Milwaukee the draws. Yeah, and Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee's not you know, missing any games due to uh, rainouts or anything like that this year. The, there's going to be an an economic impact in Cleveland because of the schedule. I can tell you that much right now. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. I think you know, it, it's a good case. But if I'm Lindor and I'm Lindor's agent, I want more. You know, I think they're, they're, they're going to. I don't think maybe not years. I don't know. But just from talking to Frankie at Tribe Fest, it seemed like years were a big deal to him, didn't it? Did you get that impression? Yeah, I, I think he wants to know where he's going to be for once he once he makes a move, he's going to want to know where that move is going to put him for a while. Yeah, because he was saying, uh, you know, Rendon signed uh, what seven years, two hundred forty-five million with the Angels, and I think you know, I, I initially, you know, I'm, I think, and he said, well, I think Rendon probably wanted more years than that, and I was wondering, if Frankie. You know, so is this the kind of deal this length, like a nine-year deal? Is that what he's looking for? Maybe. Are the uh, Indian, I mean, are only, Indian, would only, the Indians sign him to a nine-year deal? I, I mean, only wanting to to do this once would some it could be something that he values. I can understand that. That's, yeah, you know, and he you know he's had a chance to go to arbitration two for two years, and he's avoided that. Right. So maybe you know maybe like you said, just one one time through the ringer and. Uh, Let's get it done and uh, take care of the rest of my career. 
Well, I mean, you look at what this deal that Yelich is is reportedly getting ready to sign. Uh, it, it compares sort of to what Miguel Cabrera and Joey Votto did when when they signed their extensions that that had them, you know, and they're making top dollar right now. But once they hit their uh, the other side of thirty, and they started to decline, and and that's exactly what's happened to the the two of them. Uh, it it would be surprising to me if. Yelich, you know, didn't drop off at some point beyond age 31. And and I don't know if that's, you know, fair to say about Frankie yet, but it, in terms of the, the value of the contract, it, it's going to be, be interesting to see what he's looking for in terms of the length of a deal like that. Yeah, and I, I just think, you know, Rendon to me is a better comp than, than Yelich. Right. So if you're talking about Lindor, you know, they right. both play in the infield. Lindor plays, a, you know, a tougher position. Uh, he can run, he can steal. You know, you, you can lead off, you can hit him in the middle of the lineup. Um, I just think, uh, I just think this is a guy that I, it's, I think maybe what Yelich did was maybe a kind of a hometown discount. A little bit. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it sort of looks like. And, you know, Lindor's on record as saying there are no hometown discounts. <laughs> I mean, at least that's the impression I got from him. So, uh, you know, we've heard that before, too, in Cleveland. So, All know, right. I think this guy's going to – you know, I think it, Lindor's – he's got to be getting, what, 250 to 300. I, I think that's – it's got to be it. Yeah, if if you're signing something in the 250 range, it's only for a couple of years. It's not for the the length of of contract that I think he's looking for. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, you know, I want to mention or give you an opportunity to just talk really quickly about Indian Subtext, the uh, the program that we we have where uh, our, our fans and our listeners can have a uh, basically a, a text conversation with you, Paul. Uh, get some some inside information on what's going on with the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, Joe, it's uh, the, the number what? The, the number's what? 216? 216-208-4346. If you text that number, uh, it, it enrolls you in the program, and you can, you can start right in uh, getting text updates from, from Paul, uh, daily updates and, and insight uh, on the Indians. Yeah, and, and once, you, you know, once you subscribe, uh, you know, I, I've been going back and forth with guys, you know, with uh, – you know, the, uh, with people right now, you know, they, they, you know, if I'll post something and they ask questions off it, you know, I'll get back to them like a little exchange. <clears throat> and also, you know, with, you know, Cleveland.com has started, stop the uh, comments on the bottom of our stories. So if you want to, uh, you know, you know, comment on a story or ask me a question or even ask, uh, you know, for uh, even submit a Hey Hoinsy question, you can do it, you know, in this, this is a great forum for it. And it's right. just fun, you know, and you know, as usual, you know, I'll try to give you some analysis, try to give you, you know, some breaking news and uh, just, uh, you know, some updates, uh, post the lineup maybe. And, you know, the, the lineups for, you know, for spring training and just give you a little analysis, who's playing, who's not, who's hurt, who's not, that kind of thing. It's, I think you'd enjoy it. Right, and uh, you know, like you said, as an opportunity to to get the questions in there, uh, you know, I think we might be moving towards a little more uh, getting our questions for the podcast exclusively from your your subtext 
subtext subscribers. So uh, another good way to get your make your voice heard and get your your questions answered that way. All yeah, right, it's, it, it's fun. It's well, well worth it. Uh, it's like four bucks a month. Uh, you, you can sign up. You can quit when you want. So you know, just it's. It, I think it, it's it's a you should take a chance at it or just check it out for a little bit. All right, that number again, 216-208-4346. Or, uh, you know, there's a, an, an entry portal on the, uh, the end of every one of our stories here on cleveland.com. So go ahead and just drop your number in there and, and get enrolled that way. Uh, Hoinsey, let's, uh, let's wrap it up today with uh, a couple of questions here uh, submitted by readers that we can answer uh, that, that you've got for us. Yeah, these are uh, two questions from, uh, from uh, subscribers to subtext. Uh, this is from Tom from Mount Vernon. Uh, any surprises in the outfield outside of the prohibitive favorites of Mercado, Reyes, Santana, DeShields, and Luplo? It sounds like Johnson, Tom, Zimmer are headed to Columbus and Naquin to the DL. I would say that's a pretty fair assessment. Uh, as far as surprises go, I don't think anybody saw Franmil Reyes coming uh, you know, at least to the level that he's been so far in spring training, uh, he is absolutely crushing the ball at every opportunity. I think eight or nine of his, uh, you know, or, or seven or of his eight or nine hits have been extra base hits. Uh, he hit another home run the other day. Uh, you know, framil has been, been outstanding. Uh, as far as uh, who who's not going to make it, I think, yeah, I, I think Tyler Naquin is, it was destined to, to be on the, uh, the 60 day DL one way or another. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, uh, the, this question also goes, uh, it, it said it, it kind of leaves Allen and Bowers, you know, as, as riding the bubble. And, uh, and I, you know, I kind of agree with that, you know, with, uh, you know, I think Bowers uh, has a chance, you know, he's been getting a lot of playing time. Uh, and he and he can also play first base, so I think that gives him an advantage. And you know they both have options, so you're not going to lose any lose either one of them. So that's a good thing as well. Yeah, I I, I would say if 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 they had to pick today, I think Bowers would get the uh, get the spot, and and Greg Allen would be back down in in AAA. But you know, that's just me projecting. Uh, you know what I think is is going to be on the roster. And here's a uh, second question. Uh, with the different lineup options being tossed around, is the team considering dropping Oscar Mercado in the order to help give more at-bats to Ramirez, Framel Reyes, or Domingo Santana? I hear lots of people talk about who should lead off and where Jose should bat, but they always seem to leave Mercado at number two. Uh, I don't think you're going to see Mercado that high in the order um, at, at the beginning of the season. I think the way that uh, Cesar Hernandez has a history of um, getting on base, he has he's a very high on base percentage. He, 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 he'll take walks and he'll, you know, move runners around. I think and we saw him. He, he actually even flashed a little power yesterday and hit a, hit a long home run yesterday. Uh, I think Cesar Hernandez, if he's not, going to lead off he's probably going to play a hit second uh in that order um you know with the with the spring training lineup so far you've seen uh you saw roberto perez batting second the other day you know guys who are are just getting into the the swing of things they they want to put them up higher in the order 
to get them more at bats earlier in the game. So don't read anything into any of those, uh, you know, batting orders. But uh, you know, I, I do see Mercado dropping, you know, maybe into that, you know, six, seven, eight area uh, in the order, uh, if not ninth. Uh, you know, just to to give a, a little speed uh, in front of Frankie um, if when they turn the lineup over. Yeah, that's a good point. I, uh, and Hernandez, I think he's hit. He hit second yesterday, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and he hit uh, second, I think, earlier in the season as well, right behind Lindor. Uh, they uh, had, they had four switch hitters in a row to to start the lineup off. So that that yeah, that, that was I can't see him doing that. Can no, you? No, not at all. I don't. He, see that he spreads all, he spreads them out, and I think that was maybe they were facing a lefty. Right. But I still don't. I can't see him batting your, your four left, your four switch hitters right well, at the top. If, if Franmil Reyes keeps hitting the way he's hitting, then he has to be your four hitter, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, you know, the best thing about Reyes in spring this year, Joe, is that he's played what three or four games in right field. He's mm-hmm. last yesterday was his first start in left field, and no one's talking about that, which means he's playing okay. You know, he's not. He's yeah, not he hasn't hurt you. out there. He's not making any errors. And the the fact that he's showing that he could play out there, you know, that 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 gives that gives Francona so many more options. I think. Right. I mean, I I could see him keeping Lindor lead off, putting Hernandez uh, as your 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 two hitter, and putting uh, Santana as your three hitter. You don't want to stack three switch hitters in a row, but you know that's that's probably what what he's going to do. And then Reyes four, uh, Ramirez five. Uh, you know, you could go uh, wh- whoever if if you've got Santana or Bowers in there, depending on a lefty or a righty. Uh, yeah, one of those guys. Maybe Domingo Santana, or- as, as like I said, Domingo Santana yeah. six. Yeah. Uh, or Domingo Santana or Bowers five or six, and then uh, you know you got your seven eight nine. You've got Roberto Perez. You've got Oscar Mercado. You yeah. got it. Yeah. Roberto Perez, Oscar Mercado. That's, you know, that's, that's what you're looking at basically. Yeah. Uh, that's from, not from a bad Denver. idea. So. I, I really liked Mercado in the number two spot though last year. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. But uh, there are other benefits to dropping him down. I mean, if you put him yeah. at nine, then and he does he the same, same thing. He, he can run in front of Frankie, Yeah, which I, I don't think you want to put Roberto Perez there in that position. Right. Right, no, that and although Mercado running behind Roberto Perez would be kind of funny, <laughs> that could lend itself to some some fun moments. Uh, yeah, so great. Uh, we'll 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 get on some some lineup projections and some roster projections as we get closer here in the final three weeks of uh, of spring training. Uh, think about that, Hoinsey. We're three weeks out, man. It's it, it's coming fast. Yeah, it is. Uh, you you always said, man. Once that calendar flips, it comes fast. So. Uh, Great. Uh, you know, anything we should keep our eyes on this upcoming week? Uh, as uh, are they going to start sending guys down? What's the what's the the deal there as they as they move closer to these final three weeks of, of spring training? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I think uh, let's see, uh, March 9th, they've got a split squad with the Giants and the Angels. Then an off day. Now that's usually maybe. <coughs> excuse me. Then. They got a, on the seventeenth. They've got another split squad, but I would think they'll they'll start making some cuts, uh, you know, toward the end of this week, maybe next week, 
after the after they you know off the after the uh, the split squad on March 9th against the Giants and the Angels. Then they got an off day. You know they can meet. Uh, the, the coaches can meet and kind of go over the roster and uh, make some decisions then. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on uh, any roster moves and uh, the, the comings and goings out there in Arizona. Uh, Hoinsie, good to talk to you again, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch and talk again next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. <laughs>